Yo, 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 family and friends, welcome to the Chopping It Up podcast featuring your boy, Jordan. What up, what up, it's your boy, Eric. And we're back at it with episode five, man. Numero cinco. How you doing, Eric? You good? I'm good, bro. How hey, are man, you? I gotta admit, bro, that, that cut, that, that fresh cut. Oh, man, It's thanks. like the hair is flowing, the scalp is showing. Oh, man, I appreciate you that, know bro. What I'm saying? Man, like the, the cool air, that. you know, it, it went from oh, 70 degrees to 30 bro, today. Bro, let me tell you something. Getting a haircut helps so much oh, with man. this heat. Yeah. Like, high key. But that confidence, though. You probably, you probably walked up the shop like, what's up? I did, bro. You feel, I think any guy can relate. After getting a cut, you just feel a little bit. Bro, it's the you best, know, like, like, it's what's the best up? confidence builder ever, man. So, <laughs> let's, it's, bro, so let's get let's get into these topics, man. We're going to briefly talk about just the horrible Super Bowl. It was the most uh, commercials, game, anything about the Super Bowl was just trash. It was shit. just boring. It felt like it the most dragged on, like, Okay, hot. Okay, touchdown. Okay, um, uh, and I was just like, yeah, literally, it was a sleep fest. It was. It was the sleeper bowl. The sleeper bowl for real, bro. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Um, we're gonna talk about just performances that went on with with the Super Bowl, and then we're gonna talk about Twenty One Savage and the immigration situation that's going on. Bro, that is the most honestly. It had me shook. Yeah. I could not believe that without what was happening there, but and it broke during the Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was bigger than the Super Bowl. Yeah, people were talking about that more. So, yeah. So let's just talk about the Super Bowl real quick, though. Man, okay, this game right here, I was so hyped going into it. This right game right here is <laughs> trash. Yeah, bro. Yes. You know, me and my girlfriend, we 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 met at a place called Legacy Hall in Frisco, Texas. If people don't know where that is, and you know, we showed up like maybe. Three hours before the game started, yeah, just to get to hold our seats. You know, people were showing up. Mm-hmm. It's a big venue to where you can watch games and stuff. And so I was hyped, bro. I'm like, bro, the Super Bowl is here. It's a beautiful day outside. It's Sunday. Like, let's get this party started. You know. And so the game starts. But even before that, like the the national anthem was hype. Planes flying over with fireworks. Yeah, the, that beautiful that stadium, stadium, bro. Like the little. Oh my gosh, it blew me. It yeah. blew my mind. Like seeing the like the, the freaking screen went all the yeah. way around and it's everything. Legit. I was like, wow. It's legit. Atlanta got it on, bro. And so it's like, you know, I was excited, bro. I'm like, yo, bro, this, this is gonna be a good game. Hopefully, it's gonna be a high scoring game or whatever. And it was the total opposite of that. It was like, okay, we got three points. You got three points. That's it for a minute. Half time. Yeah. <laughs> like it felt like that. Like there no, was, was just pauses. Like it, it felt like I was like, "All right, what's what's gonna happen? Like, are we what? Yeah. What are we watching right now? You no, know, it it got to the point where just like every time each team got the ball, you just knew that each possession was just gonna be like a three and out. You know, they can't yeah. they can't get the first down or, or they can't score. Have- Get an interception. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. And there wasn't any big plays that was, like, amazing. Like, oh, my God, that was, like, a 100-yard touch. Like, there was nothing that was just standing out in that game. And it was just weird, bro, because normally in a Super Bowl, there's always something crazy going on. Yeah, or, you know, you I was expecting, like, fourth quarter, like, in the last minute, you're going to have, like, 40 touchdowns or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, something crazy, know? yeah. Something out of nowhere, but – it was not the case at all. It just it just dragged on and dragged on and dragged on. And literally, bro, it got to the point where I'm just on my phone just looking at fantasy stuff or just online looking at stuff. 
And I'm like, everybody was just not interested, bro. No. And it was like, people were getting hyped for a field goal. Like, I, I was at this Super Bowl watch party, and everybody stopped honestly caring. Like, people were playing uh, Cornhole, which is, if you don't know, it's a game with the sacks and sacks. the, the thing. With the, yep, there's a, the, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but we were playing that. We played just, you know, just games because we didn't care about what was happening because it was boring. It was, it was bad, man. And so it got to the point where I'm just like, yo, hopefully the – Halftime performance will be yeah, better. By half now, time. here's the thing: I'm not a I'm not a Maroon Five fan. That's like maybe one, maybe a half song that I like from Maroon Five, mm-hmm. if that. But honestly, bro, I was just like, well, maybe, maybe the Super Bowl is gonna be some some tricks up their sleeves, and really, only thing that was a big trick up the sleeve was SpongeBob coming out. Honestly, that halftime performance was just like everything surrounding it. It was lame. It was boring. Yep. It was. Vanilla, it felt like it was so like, all right, we need to get somebody for the halftime. Nobody else is wanting to do it. Um, who can we get? Uh, Maroon 5, are you available? Okay, we're going to do that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that, how, that's it, how it felt. It felt like so forced and it felt so like we're trying so hard not to do anything controversial. Yeah. Let's try to make it as simple as possible. And I think in doing that, you just had a really bland performance. It was very bland. It wasn't entertaining now if you're a big maroon 5 fan i'm not bashing you they're a great band they've been putting out hits for years i'm not a fan of them but i respect their music and it's like if you're unless you're a big maroon 5 fan you just don't care i did not really care and i'll just put it out there i'm not a maroon 5 fan i've never have been (laughs) uh i always was not the biggest fan of adam levine's voice so you know that's where I stand. So of course I was like, Ugh, I just want this to get over with. Like the only person that I like on the band. Have you heard of PJ Morton? Uh, no. Okay, he plays keys for Maroon Five. Check out his music, bro. He has some own his. He has some uh, of his own original stuff and his own music, and he's really, really talented, bro. I need to check him out. PJ Morton. That's what his name. But he's he's amazing, man. But besides that, bro. It just wasn't a performance that people will talk about for years and years and years, you know. And so going from that to Travis Scott coming out, people were really excited about that. And then, of course, SpongeBob had the little intro. Yeah, so uh, it goes from, you know, Room 5 doing a little bit and then, boom, SpongeBob. Yeah, and, and people were going crazy. Bro. I was hyped, yeah. bro. I was the most <laughs> hyped at yeah. that moment. I was like, SpongeBob, this is about to happen. We're yeah. about to get this. Yeah. And then... You know they transition into Travis Scott going sicko mode, and yeah, it was not sicko and mode. And it wasn't sick, bro. It wasn't sick, bro. It was trash mode. It bro. was sleepo mode. It was, bro. Literally, it was sleepo mode, bro. And it was just like, you know, going from hype of SpongeBob having this little intro for maybe thirty, if that thirty seconds. To Travis coming out, his performance just did, had, didn't have any energy that it needed. It was so underwhelming, yeah. and I think it was because it felt so empty. You know, Travis Scott was, you know, trying to be hype. I could see where he was trying to be yeah. hype, but it was just like it didn't sound good, and it was just wasn't carrying the energy through, and um, it felt empty. It felt boring and bland. And he, but you know this though, bro. I wonder if he felt pressure. 
from just the, the the black community about the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. I, I I feel like he felt that pressure, and I felt like it affected the way he performed too. I think so, bro. Um, because maybe there was some, maybe some like something in the back of his mind that was like, man, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. No, and I and and here's the thing about that, man. From my point of view, you know, I'm I'm you know I I, I appreciate what Kaepernick has been doing. Um, of course, he just beginning blackmailed by the league. And so it's just it's frustrating to see him not even in a position to play, and there's trash quarterbacks in the league right now. And so it's yeah. like, Colin deserves a chance to play, but we all know that the NFL is a business. It's a you know a place of work where, you know, one simple mistake they can lose many ratings, they can mm-hmm. lose many sponsors and endorsements or whatever. And of course, Colin's position wasn't what the NFL liked. Now he was supporting more, you know. You know, police brutality yeah. more than anything else. I, I don't think. See, my thing is, I don't think people were understanding what no, he was no, no, doing. No, 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 that's the thing. Nobody understood what he was doing. They just didn't like that. You know, he was kneeling, and I can see why people were frustrated about that too. But it's like he was doing it for a specific reason. Yeah, and it was just he for was bringing yeah. awareness to a situation that still goes on, and is is you know, it's a very real thing that people aren't Whoa. aware about yeah and so i i i stand behind colin kaepernick yep. and what he's doing and the awareness he was trying to bring and um i just i feel like a lot of people just saw it as a disrespect whenever you know he wasn't trying to disrespect the flag or the anthem or any of that it wasn't about that to begin with it no. was about him bringing awareness to something else like people got so caught up in that idea of like you know he's disrespecting this country and the soldiers and i i don't understand because i know plenty of people online have who are soldiers have spoken out about like i'm a soldier and i i back kaepernick yes. on what he's doing yes there was a guy that played um he played with the seahawks but he he like i think colin kaepernick reached out to him because he he served in the military for yeah. a few years he went to ut and then went to go play for the seattle seahawks and Colin reached out to him and was like, hey, man, like, is it okay if I do this and that? And, you know, I, f- I forget what his name I think his name is Nate Boyer, but I might be wrong. And he said, man, that's that's totally fine with me. And he's a veteran, bro. Like, he served in the military. Yeah. And he knows what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And so, he's like, Colin was, he was sensitive about what he was doing. And he knew that, you know, yeah, it might, it might run people the wrong way. It might affect them the wrong way. But, you know, he wanted to make sure what he was doing was, was at least right. And yeah. it was. And so, you know, I can see people's point of view about it. I get it. But it's like you got to understand that he was doing it for a specific reason, mm-hmm. a reason of, you know, just police brutality and all the situation that's been going on. And people just flipped it. The president flipped it. And they just turned into a, a rage, bro, a serious rage. Mm-hmm. And it's still going on to this day. And it's sad, bro. Yeah. It's sad. And, and, and I don't know. I just I get frustrated thinking about. You know how divided people are with this, yeah. and you know either you're this or you're this. It's like, why do yeah. you have to be on a side? Like, can you not support the cause? Like, they're not here to to try to be like this is like the only thing that ma- like the Black Lives Matter movement is not about the bl- only Black Lives Matter. It's mm. like Black Lives Matter too. Yeah, like it, yeah, that's 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 what it yeah. is. You know, and, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like people need to look past the surface and really dig in. Yeah. And I and that's the thing, man. And so it's like, 
you, you see what Colin was doing and still is doing, and people were saying that, you know, he just needs to just play football and shut up and just don't even, you know, really bring up politics and stuff in it. I don't really think he's trying to bring up politics. He's just trying to bring an awareness to the game that nobody has ever done in regards to really, you know, going above and beyond to make sure that, okay, yeah, I'm not going to – I'm not going to listen to my owner. I'm not going to listen to, you know, the the the, the commissioner of the NFL. I'm, I'm going to get on the knee and support what I support. And he he's taking a big risk and lost millions and millions of dollars. And that's and that's fine with him. But he's doing it for a reason, though. One thing I never understood is how are how is the nation's weak? Uh, how is the nation's pride so weak that someone kneeling gets them upset? It's the world we live in, bro. People are sensitive. Like, how how does that make you upset someone is kneeling yeah like what 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 mindset do you live in where that causes you to get upset because isn't kneeling still a sign of respect like a a form of respect yeah like you're you're like whenever tim tebow was kneeling to to pray yeah people hated that people people were cool with it yeah and some people were upset and it's just like the homies just like praying why are people upset so easily why are they offended so easily and it's it's sad bro that's the world we live in now where people are sensitive about things that you know if they don't agree with it they just go off and they go crazy about it and it's just the world we live in man and it's it's sad bro it really is sad and so i know we kind of got a little bit topic but it kind of i think travis scott was affected by that it, it plays a this whole thing that we just talked about if you don't know it plays a very pivotal point in the nfl currently oh yeah and all of last year yeah. and that's why we had the su- halftime super bowl performance that we did because a lot of people were asked to do it and mm-hmm. they declined to do it yeah rihanna was giving people a hard time just for even watching it cardi b even though she had a commercial she had a chance to be in it and, and we she, already declined, know, she yeah. declined it and we already know that she was gonna bring on a show you know and so it would it would have been crazy <laughs> because she's like one of the most popping artists right now and, and, isn't, so, and isn't the Migos from Atlanta? Yeah. They, they easily could have performed. Exactly. And they didn't. And so there's a lot of factors that is, has, you know, put the NFL in a very big hole when it comes to, to the biggest football game of the year. Yeah. And so I think that you saw the effect that it had on just the game in general. I mean, this was the lowest rated uh, NFL Super Bowl. Ten years. Yeah. In, in ten years, you know? Yeah. Like and I can see it, it easily. And a lot of people were protesting it. Yeah. You know, there were LeBron James uh, didn't watch it. Uh, I forgot who else. I think Drake might have been. Yeah, Drake. A few. I think, a, few, a, few. A, a lot. I know a lot of of um, people were protesting the game and didn't watch it. And if you did that, you know, respect. Now look, man, I love football, so it's hard for me to even do that. I support what's going on, but it's like, it's, I can't just take yeah. football out of the situation. You yeah, know? I, you know, I. I totally support that, and um, I just, like I said, I understand where people come from, people why, why people did what they did, and um, you know, they didn't really miss out on much. No, and I, I think, I think going forward, man, some things will change. I think the NFL, they they are so sensitive about any type of a dip in their ratings because they want that hype every year they want yeah, that because usually the the super bowl is the most like anticipated watch thing yep. in the year and it's like well that clearly wasn't the case this year yeah. i think because it was pretty bad yeah and they and they're taking a dip on just you know in the, in the past years just having 
the ratings being down and they they don't like that they want they want to make sure that they're bringing in billions and billions of dollars they still are but it's not as much but the nfl cares about that it's a business and they want to make as much money as possible yeah and so when the super bowl is the lowest one in 10 years oh man they're going to do something about that bro they're going to they're going to figure out a way to make sure that they can have the biggest super bowl of in 10 years or whatever because they don't want to have a situation to where you know the, the, you know i know the game is the game the game can be boring it can be fun it's you can't you can't control players well sometimes the nfl does but it's it's to the point where now man i think the nfl is very very nervous about things and they're going to try to do what they can to change that and i feel like we're going to see some changes coming soon to what the nfl they're going to try to be like you know what we might just have to just let Colin play or we wanted to Mike just try to figure out something because yeah, cause I, I remember hearing that he was still trying to try out for oh yeah for, he's been trying for the NFL and yeah I just don't think it's gonna happen bro I just un- unfortunately because the NFL they're just so sensitive about the topics and they already know Colin's gonna still do what he's gonna do and the owners bro the billionaires they don't want their bottom line to be affected and they're gonna do what they can, and so it's a, it's it's a it's a sad world we live in, bro. People are sensitive about important topics that can easily change and help the world, bro. Oh yeah, and talking about important topics that can change the world, yep. um, Twenty One Savage is facing an immigration case. This is huge, bro. And this was happening during the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, and that and that's when it broke out, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, that he got arrested by ICE, and you know he was targeted because of his immigration status, which to uh, literally i think almost everybody it was a surprise that he is uh nate born um in the uk yeah it's it's man when i heard about this bro i thought it was a joke i did too i sincerely thought this this was fake yeah. like news going around or something or someone just made an article that yeah. was i thought it was the onion or something like that <laughs> that was yeah. like you know 21 savage is from yeah. the uk and it was like Okay, guys, yeah. he's from Atlanta. Yeah, he's from Atlanta. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's like, it's crazy how the Super Bowl wasn't in Atlanta, and he was in Atlanta, and he got arrested and he, in it Atlanta. It overshadowed the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because it was on, it was literally, so, of course, I got on Twitter during the Super Bowl yeah, for, like, the sense. end of it. Yeah. Because it was boring. Yeah. And so, I was looking through the timeline, and I sent Jordan a, a article of, like, 21 Savage got arrested, and he's in the process of being deported. And I was like... Uh, deported to where sound like a joke to me yeah and so i could not believe it and so of course you know the internet's so fast with memes that the memes were just coming in like like hotcakes or something i don't know what it was just like boom 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 timeline filled with memes. now look i I was you know after just trying to digest what was going on with the whole 21 savage situation i ain't gonna lie bro there was some memes that i saw that had me weak like the one he was on the cypher oh one. yeah and they put in the man's not hot dog that bro i had to watch that at least a good 10 times bro because it just had me but it was like you know what the memes are not helping why am i laughing because this is a very huge this is a very situation. yeah it's a man's freedom yeah and i had to put that in perspective like yo if i was in his position bro i would be freaking out because he's you know and he's been doing well just released an album. Yeah, and um, I he it's funny people were talking about how this only happened after he started spitting some pretty conscious lyrics. Man, talking I'm about on that one, bro. Uh, 
Flint, Michigan, and how they don't have clean water. Talking about kids at the border, and you know, I don't know. That it just it's weird how all this started happen after you know he started to mature and started being a little bit more conscious about what he's doing. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I I the memes, man. I just didn't know how to feel. I. Yeah. At first, of course, I, I thought it was funny because I didn't think it was true. Mm-mm. And then I, you know, the more and more that I kept scrolling and, you know, later on that day, there was just more updates. And turns out that it was real when people, yep. you know, reported, you know, they found his birth certificate and, you know, his lawyers came out and said, yes, he's a UK born ar- artist. And, and so it it was it really took me back. And I was like, you know, I. I I just don't find the humor in this anymore because this is real. This is a real situation yep. that he's going through. And people are going through this to this day still with the immigration issues. And I, it, I, when I realized a lot of things and I, I sat down and kind of digested a lot of things about the situation, I'm like, man, bro, 21 Savage, he's a big artist. But many people in this world are going through this at this very moment, yeah. at this very second. And... And he's one of the big names that are going through it. And he's, what, sitting in a jail cell for 23 hours? Yeah, he's on lockdown for 23 hours on of the lockdown, day. Bro. And he is only allowed a 10-minute conversation. And did he commit a crime? Uh, apparently, he was arrested uh, directly because of his immigration status. He was targeted by ICE. And so, it's like he's being in a, in a position to where he's being treated like he had a freaking massacre or or like yeah like he's being treated worse like than Bundy or than than the people who've actually committed those crimes yeah like let's be honest no he is like and i can go many ways about why that is but i'm not gonna get into that today because i don't want to start no rage but it's just like i it's sad dude because it's like you know i don't know if he meant to do that i know he's been trying to get his yeah his stuff. He, he had a application for his visa in 2017 or something like that, early 2017 okay. or something like that. So it was in the process. Okay. But, you know, he did come to the country when he was seven, I believe they said. And um, his visa has been expired for like 14 years, which um, his immigration status was kind of in limbo because I think he fell under like the Dreamer Act or something like that. Wow. I don't know. I don't know the that's exact details detail. on yeah. that, but. uh uh, yeah, apparently, you know, that's why his immigration status was kind of in limbo. Like, it didn't, he didn't know really what was going on. And so he was trying to do his best in 2017, try to apply for a visa. And which, if you don't know, the process of doing that takes so long. Really? And, like, I've seen it firsthand with, you know, um, being Mexican and having so many relatives who are still in Mexico or are here. And they're trying to, you know, go through the process of trying to you know get their visas or or even get a work visa or whatever you know it's it's not easy it not only is it not easy for the people who are rich and have the money it is way harder for the people that don't because you have to people don't understand this it's not like you go up to the place and you just like can i get an application you fill it out you have to get lawyers Mm -hmm. you have to pay all these legal fees you have to go through all these hoops just so you can apply and so you can try to get legally into the u.s and it's like that process doesn't take like a month it's not like you applied for a credit card that takes 
years. Does it really take that long? Bro, it takes so long. It's because there's many uh, tons of people that are trying to get, you know, immigrated here. Like, why does it take? It's just it's, it, or it's the government. Just it's, like, well. it's just the process. It's the process, bro. It's the process itself that takes so long. And um, and I can first handed, you know, give some stories, which, you know, I won't go into specific details just to protect the identity of my relatives and my family. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, but um, I have two I had two uncles who uh, were in the U.S., um, both at separate times. But um, one of them came to the U.S. illegally, of course, and was arrested. And he actually went to uh, federal prison. Um, and I don't know if it was federal, I'm pretty sure it was federal prison, but he was prison for a while and he was after, not only did he serve his time, but he also was deported immediately after that. And, um, he, in Mexico, he was actually like part of, um, I think it was the police department or something like that. He helped with like, um, the passing of like 18 wheelers. There's like this thing where they have to check them and stuff like that. Mm, And, um, Um, he was killed by a drunk driver in Mexico um, years after uh, a couple years after he had been you know back in Mexico and stuff like that and it's like um, you know if he wouldn't have been deported I know he would have been alive because he would have been here mm-hmm. like the situation could have been different yeah. and the same thing with my other uncle who uh, you know also same thing you know happened he uh, came here um, you know got deported and back in mexico some things happen and you know he was um put in a situation where he uh was killed and um so like both of those people because of how difficult the justice system makes it for people to immigrate you know had to go through that and now they're no longer even here wow that's that's sad bro i mean that's terribly sad man um, it's it's a serious situation. It's a huge situation, and things have got to change, man. You know, my uncles. You know, they they could have still been here, and it it's hard to think because they. It wasn't just that my uncles are gone; is that they had families, bro. They had yeah. sons that no longer have a dad, yeah. and now you know what you're growing up without a dad and how do you explain that you know the reason that you're not here is because you know the country didn't want you man that's a very man that's a topic bro that's just so it hits me hard just hearing you know your situation because you know we can we can look at a celebrity like 21 savage that you know has been putting this in a situation and we kind of think it's funny but it's not no it's not this is real life stuff this is real life issues that are happening on the second that we're talking right now and it's it's to the point where we got to be very critical and very sensitive about um just the situation with immigration and people are wanting yeah. to come here but they got to go through a lot of things and a lot of a lot of situations and people getting deported back home and families are leaving and it's scary dog it's it, scary bro. it is and um you know my thing is, I I feel like um, 21 Savage can look at this, and I think he's already made a statement about this, about how, you know, this is bringing awareness to something else as well, you know, because this is an ongoing thing. Like, 
you know, 21 Savage is going through it too, but so are thousands of other families. You know, there's literally where it's, what's happening is that they're, they're having their parents are being deported and there's kids being left alone here. And it's like, or there's kids at the, like 21 Savage said, at the border, yeah. like being held and like, how many times have we seen, um, you know, that a child died in the custody of ICE or whatever. And it's just like, I feel like this is a good wake up call for people to see, hey, this isn't just a, a Mexican Hispanic issue. This is an issue that affects anybody that is an immigrant. But you know what's frustrating about this, though, is that it's, it for any situation in life or whatever, it always takes a big you know, situation with a celebrity or somebody of higher power to go through something that can relate to people of lower status or lower power, I guess. And it's like, oh, well, since 21 Savage, and I'm not trying to shoot this down, but I'm saying like, it's just, how can we can't speak up before big, you know, like R. Kelly, when the whole yeah. situation with that went down, people now are like, yeah. See, we can't be doing this. Like, why? Like, where were those people at before that happened? Where, where, like, where are these people at before the whole Twenty One Savage immigration? Like, these things yeah. need to be I, brewing yeah, before of, anything happens. Like, a lot of people didn't know what ICE was. Like, you didn't I know. Didn't, I didn't I, know you didn't know what ICE was, was. and yeah. like, that's something that we grow up scared about. Yeah, I didn't know what ICE like, was. we we know about ICE. We know that they're he- here to deport us. Yeah, and like, you know, it's something that. You know, my family members, you, you you don't talk about ICE without some type of fear kind of creeping up. And you, you th- when they think about that, yeah. because it's it's not a joke, bro. F- for a lot of people, this is a reality that they have to be scared going to the grocery store. They have to be scared going to school. They have to be scared to go out in public because they're scared they're going to get deported. Yeah, or, yeah living their life in fear, man. It's like living in a cage, bro. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, you know, every single move that you make has to be very um, thought out because you don't know what could happen. You know, you can't just walk into a bank and get a bank account. You can't just go to work somewhere because they're going to ask for your immigration status. And, like, it literally affects every aspect of your life. Yeah. No, it's, again, bro, it, it's sad. Um and again, just seeing Twenty One going through this, I mean, he's going through some rough stuff, um, and it's just to the point where, yeah, things are going to have to be different. Things are going to have to change. Um, do you think he's going to be able to get out, bro? I feel like um, there's so many people helping him. Um, I know Jay Z just hired a lawyer. Which yeah. if Jay Z gets involved, you know. Yeah. Like some something's something's good because I mean Jay Z is a businessman, and so I'm sure he's hiring the best lawyers to kind of help with the situation. And you have um, um, people who are in um, like uh, Congress, I believe, I forgot who it was, but someone actually wrote a letter, um, you know, helping Twenty One Savage's case. You know, being like he's a, you know changed his life he's helped yeah. the community and a lot of people you know, side, man. a lot of people are trying to help him out in any way and um i i strongly feel like you know this guy has made a life here yeah. why is he now being deported like he 
apparently he's been convicted of other things prior like of so i don't know what it, i think it was drug charges or something like that or i think he's toured outside of the u.s so it's like what how is this yeah why now why now like you know yeah and so i think that's what's really weird for me is to see um what what what's 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 so different about right now well it's it's yeah the main question is why now is why he, has it happened so long yeah is it being so used as an example or something like and that's where it, and again bro it's it's the time of the age man you know where people in, in higher power are is very sensitive about aka trump is very sensitive about the immigration stuff um 21 savage is a big artist now he's been saying some real things in his music i mean speaking the truth and when the government hears things that they don't like sometimes they react in a way to where they're gonna get you yeah and it really kind of it's a weird situation puts it where like are should we be this scared about our government like what what is happening you know because of course as soon as he started talking about uh all the you know flint michigan immigration he said f trump like all these things and i don't know where he boom like something federal yeah. comes up yeah and so huge, i i don't know man I, I i i see this situation and every single day since it came out since the super bowl there's been new developments yeah new things have been you know showed and you know of course the government's gonna try to make it seem as 21 savage is this bad dude who yeah. you know was a gangster and he like does yeah. all these things and yeah. try to shed a bad light on him when in reality he's been really for his community and about helping people out i mean he's done things where he's donated so much money to charity and um hosted his own charity events and stuff like that and so i don't know it, it it's so weird and it paints a weird picture about where our government is right now it's in a bad place man and again you know and they, they never highlight the positives of his career they always highlight the negatives and the things that he's done wrong and the things that the mistakes that he's done. Um, and it's it's a it's a it's a world we live in, bro, where it's just it's just getting really bad, man. It's getting really bad. And we already know that his situation is a very sensitive topic. It's a very sensitive topic to others around the world that are going through the same situation. And it's it's sad man and i i hope the best for him that he's able to get i know he got now he got the biggest lawyers now so he's taken care of with that and so it's just like man we live in a very sensitive world i mean even seeing even even seeing demi lovato getting fired up about those tweets you know the more i think about it it's like you know what you know i don't think she meant to be you know that type of person to kind of be like oh man 21 savage <laughs> i don't think she meant to do that I just think that in that moment, with the Super Bowl going on and 21 Savage's situation popping up, she kind of found some type of a, a laughing moment. Yeah, she wanted to people went join off. in, you know? Yeah, and, and I can see it, but it's still uh, too sensitive, bro. Yeah, and so, like, uh, for y'all that don't know, Demi Lovato got, like, fired up, yeah. roasted, she like, burned. just burnt to a crisp and, like, to the point where she deleted her Twitter after getting you know so many attacks from people online and we already know what she's going through yeah you know she she's a recovering drug addict and so they were that's that's where they were you know hitting her and um, it's not cool which is not cool cool. and um so 
you know, what she said is that, you know, the best, most exciting part of the Super Bowl is all these 21 Savage memes. Mm. And, um, you know, people were already, people were laughing about it on Twitter. And then they saw Demi Lovato say something. And it was like, who? Yeah. Yeah. And, who are you? Yeah. yeah and so um, it, it was, uh, it was a f- like a poop festival on, on, on Twitter, you know, okay. there was, there was a lot of things going around there is the whole uh tommy lauren tommy yo when i saw what she said i got one two three four five and she said something about the whole ice deporting thing yeah i was like yo she would do that like she would be the type of person to to go that route on a very sensitive topic bro even though she is herself like a 21 savage fan quote unquote because there's video evidence of her like rapping the that line from um and you know one two yeah. three four five six seven eight m's in my bank account or whatever yeah and so that is such a long line why is it so long <laughs> and um uh so yeah i was like why would you it's it's clout chasing bro that's how she doing bro and it's generation it, it was so frustrating because uh seeing her tweet that about how she's got ice um you know ready to deport him and it's like what what why would you say something like that and it's it's insensitive at that point it's not even a joke and um you know i she got attacked hard by like people were coming at her about you know she's a culture vulture how she's so obsessed with black culture and how you know and i i see you know she she tries her hardest to clout chase and to say controversial things just for the heck of it she don't bro she don't care man she she wants her name to be on the spotlight she wants to be trending on twitter she want to be famous just by making fun of our culture and she continues to get called out for it but does she care no you know, and so when I saw that line, I was like, "Yo, you wrong for even going in that situation." Like you, you don't have any, you don't get to say anything about this because of how hateful you came at this. Like She's evil, it, bro. It was, a, it wasn't even like a, like a, like a joke. It was like she even hashtag build the wall yeah. in their tweet, and it's like. Evil, that 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 just comes from a hateful place. It doesn't come from a place of like, haha. I'm just joking. Yeah, she's not even trolling. She's trolling, but it's like, she's like for real. Like, yeah. she ain't playing. <laughs> and so I, I, you know, um, Nicki Minaj went at her. The game went at her. In the oh, game, yeah, we we, we cannot say what he know, said. We already know what the game said. Uh, he said some things that we are uh, yeah. we would have to bleep out entirely. Yeah, it was bad. Um, his statement was controversial <laughs> to say the least uh, but he fired her up um but yeah so there's so much going on with the 21 savage thing there's so many layers to it yeah and in the, the, the days going on man we'll, we'll definitely be finding out what's going to happen yeah we'll definitely update on that situation yeah um but i think just also like talking more about immigration and stuff like that uh I think one of the things that we don't hear about that often is that there's actually other artists out there who have gone through this situation. Um, You have like someone who I personally have in my top 10, if not top five of uh, rappers is MF Doom. Mm, 
Wow. Um, he actually is from the UK as well, and he got deported, and he I believe he's no longer allowed in the US or something like that. Wow. And so I think right now he's in like South London or something like that. Which is crazy because whenever you think of MF Doom, you think of uh, New York boom bap rap. You yeah. know, he, he was like one of those voices that you, you know, if you don't know who MF Doom is, you need to check him out because he is a lyrical genius. He spits bars. Okay, I gotta check. I have, honestly, you told me about him. I haven't really heard of him, but I mean, just by what you've been telling me, man, I, I'm gonna definitely give him a shout and yeah, check him out because he's creative. I'm, he sounds like he'd be dope. Yeah. But uh, that's sad though. But he so he's not even allowed back in the U.S. at all. Huh? Something like that. That is crazy, bro. But yeah, Twenty One Savage definitely gonna have you in our prayers. Big time, man. Uh, we're definitely gonna you know make sure we keep you guys updated with this yeah. and make there's, sure that he's doing well. You there's know? definitely gonna be a lot of details going on with him, man. And we're just hoping for the best and hoping that things work out. So we'll we'll keep Twenty One Savage in our prayers for sure. So I want to talk about another topic, man, that I've been wanting to talk about for a minute. And um, honestly, bro, it's just some artists that I've been wanting to kind of bring up that people might not know about. Yep. There might be some people that do, but I've been just trying to find new artists. And I want to talk about a couple. Um, his name is Jay Prince. He's a rapper, producer uh, from the UK. It's kind of funny how we're talking about the UK. But yeah. anyways, um, he's, bro, I, I found him on, um, there's a guy named Joe K., um, from Selection, he created Selection. Oh yeah, you told me about yeah. Selection, yeah. And giving people just a, a platform to put out their music. Mm -hmm. He brings out old school stuff that we haven't heard in a long time. And I heard his music, man, and I checked out his EP that he released. And bro, this dude is nice, bro. He, of course, he has that UK voice, but yeah, uh, I know I sent you a song, and you found another song that you liked as well. Yeah, that EP, I, EP is pretty fire. Yeah, it's good, bro. And so I just been like in the mold, bro, just trying to find like new artists because it's so important, man, as music lovers like us, that we continue to kind of feed ourselves with just new music because yeah, we yeah, I, I'm the type of person that I kind of get frustrated whenever I get in someone's car and they're <laughs> listening to the same, same exact stuff. song yeah. that they've been listening to since like 2012, and it's like, um. Have you heard about like anything, <laughs> bro? I'm trying to be the best past the aux cord person ever. Bro. I love being the past the aux cord person. Dog, like even the aux, bro. And you're gonna hear some stuff that you can be like, "Hey, bro, what's that song?" I don't know, bro. But you're gonna pay me ten dollars, and I'll send it to you. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to like be the best because again, I want to make sure I I continue to feed myself with with new music because there's just so much good music out here. Oh man. yeah, definitely. So much good music and so much good talent. And we need to give these people an opportunity to put the music out there and continue yeah. to support them. And we just want to uh, put people on people put people on to music. My yeah. gosh, can I speak English? <laughs> put, pe <laughs> put people on to some new music, you know. Yeah. And uh, I I love whenever I found a new song that I love or yeah. something, and I'll send it to Jordan or yeah, yeah. I'll send it to somebody else and be like, Hey, yo, check out this song. It's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. It's, time, it's like a good feeling, you it's know. It's feeling. that it's that feeling whenever you find a new song or a new artist, yeah. and you're just like, yes. Yeah, bro. It's so, and I'm the type of person where I I will listen to it over and over again, and I'll get yes. tired of it. But it's like you know what? It's in my library. It's on my list. I got like over three thousand songs. In my iPod. It's fine. Honestly, bro, I'm trying to like take off some music that I just don't like anymore. 
like when i say that it's just like when you download an album and they have like it's like a 10 track 12 track album and you only like two songs like i'm trying to clear some space bro and just put those two songs in my phone and then delete the other ones that's just yeah. me you know I, i'm a big fan of albums i so know i get it i it's a waste my space bro you should see because so i have google play music and apple music mm. and my google play music has like fourteen thousand songs yeah, it's up, it's and it's because I I'm I like albums so whenever an album comes out I'll add the entire album yeah, me to too. my I library too. Yeah. and you know sometimes I don't listen to the entire thing there's certain songs that I'll pick and choose but my favorite thing is an album that you can just play listen and listen through and that's rare all these the way. days that's rare and that's why I'm because like, yeah. yeah artists put out singles nowadays yeah. and that's it you know that's the singles is a big deal and so that's where I was like man. I just need to clear out some space because, you know, these these artists are putting out singers that are fire, and then they put out the album, and it's like crickets, like Drake, like this, <laughs> yeah, like seriously, it's like yeah, like Drake. So yeah, his name is Jay Prince. Uh, he released an EP called Wonder. Came out this year. A really good artist, man. The dude can rap. He can flow. Um, really talented, man. So I kind of wanted to put him out there. It's a. I feel like the uh, EP title is pretty like. Uh, good about describing kind of the feel of yeah. the EP yeah. because it's very uh, spacey, very yeah. chill, very vibey, kind of like you just, it kind of like melts together kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, so definitely if you guys like kind of that that chill vibe music, yeah. um, that R&B kind of singy yeah. song uh, kind of stuff, definitely check out that yeah. EP. And speaking of R&B, another artist that I've kind of discovered is a guy named Lucky Day. He's from New Orleans, and he has that R&B classic soul. Kind of reminds me of like Daniel Caesar a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, BJ yeah. the Chicago Kid type. Yeah, um, very soulful R&B. Um, definitely can kind of do his own style of R&B yeah. and soul. Um, but this guy right here, he just signed a he signed a major deal with RCA Records, and so he's starting Ooh. to release. You know EPs now to kind of yeah. get his name out there, because I've noticed that a trend where with with new artists they put out EPs first, then they put out an album because yeah. they're trying to get their name out there. They're trying to get some music out there for for people. They're to, trying to put it in a yeah, you know, kind of. So they're trying to do an album, but they don't have maybe enough songs for an album. So yeah. they get, they put something together to you yeah. know, packaged well, you know, that they can market and everything to get their name out there. So. I totally see that, you know. Yep. I saw it with like uh, Joji did that too. Um, his In Tongues EP was mm. awesome. I love Joji. Shout out to Joji. If you haven't listened to Joji, go listen to him. He I'm is him uh, very, um, I wouldn't say dark per se, but it's a very like kind of sad, almost vibey feeling. He's yeah. very. Um, kind of just lulls you into his songs, mm. um, and the the a lot of his music videos are very artsy and very different. And so, check out Joji. Yeah. It's a great for like a rainy day or like that moody feeling. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. His his music is very moody. Wow. Okay. Hey, bro. Yeah, that's just something else for me to listen to because, you know, like I said, man, I'm just trying to find new artists, new up and coming artists. You know, to put out there. And I got one more. Um, a song that I just sent you not too long ago that we just listened to. It was so good. Uh, it's a, a, a group, actually. I think a group or a guy. I don't know. I got to look at the information. But they're called Choker. And they have a song called Petrol Bliss. And I found this song again by Soul Action. Shout out to Joe K. 
And, bro, when I heard this song, bro, I was like, in my car, like, yo, like, <laughs> what's good, dog? Like, like, it has that, I don't know, I can't even explain it, but it reminds me of a song, but I can't think of it. But it's just so smooth and just like a hip-hop type vibe. And it mm-hmm. actually says they're pop. And I listen to the other music, and it's like, uh, okay, I can see why they're pop. Yeah. But this song has more of a hip-hop-ish kind of just smooth, like, rap-type groove yeah. to it. Um, another artist that people need to check out, man, is Choker. Petro Bliss, if you just need to find some new artists. Yeah, and we'll link all of these yeah. uh, songs and artists in the bio or in the link. Yeah. So uh, yeah. check check them out in the description. Um, but uh, I, I have an artist that I wanted to kind of um, highlight, um, which is Yellow Days. I don't know if uh, uh, if you guys ever heard of Yellow Days. He's kind of a, a new artist. Um, he's put out a couple singles, and um, I believe he has an album out um which is uh he put on an album in 2017 called is everything okay in your world not really um i feel that (laughs) but uh he's a very uh different type of art he's more like a he's like a indie Mm. style so you know that indie rock kind of very chill but he has a lot of soul in his uh in his uh style of music and so um, you know, a couple of things, you know, in an interview, he was asked, you know, what his main influence was in his music. And he said it was uh, Ray Charles mm. um, just because of the amount of emotion and grit uh, he's able to portray, you know, in his music and how it's it's just very honest. Wow. And so uh, I, I highly encourage people to uh, listen to Yellow Days. Um, his his music is very complex in in some senses because you know he has a lot of guitar work he it's very uh you know as as complex as it as it is it's very smooth and very soulful and very you just get into it um and you know his music talks about a lot of things you know he talks about uh politics depression anxiety and um it's just good stuff i i personally have been just jamming to uh, his music for um, since last year, and so um, I keep going back and back to this artist. That's really? been, kind of been on a on a repeat for me this past week. Uh, but Yellow Days, check him out, super dope. And uh, let's see, another artist I wanted to highlight here would be um, if you guys have never heard of him, I think we might have talked about him once before, mm-hmm. Thundercat. Oh yeah! Oh, shout out to Thundercat. Man. Thundercat, man, this bass legend. Yeah, he's a he's a. Uh, so Thundercat hasn't put out an album in maybe a couple of years, I think. Mm. Uh, let me let me double check that real quick for you. It's too long, bro. Um, I, it's been since 2017, so you know. I remember that album. Bro. Two 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 years, but what can I say about Thundercat that would actually explain Thundercat? So he is of course a bass player, but his music kind of jumps around everywhere. It's like, sometimes it can be very chill and just groovy. And you're just like, you're feeling the baseline you're feeling. It's just like, okay, you just want to get in. But sometimes it's kind of weird. And he just, I can't even, it's like a word that I I try to, I'm trying to find. That explains. I don't think there is a word that explains his music, but it's very experimental. He, he yeah, goes on exactly. in a lot of different ways. He he's very experimental but, when it comes. to You know to his, his genre is yeah. really like like soul and jazzy. 
Yeah. Um, and he has that feel to him, but he's very just. He's definitely an artist that likes to try different things. I think uh, you know a, a couple of songs. If if you wanted to listen to Thundercat and kind of get a feel a feel of who Thundercat is, I would listen to Them Changes. Um, I'd listen to uh, Lava Lamp. I believe the song is called. Yeah, I love that song. Um, it's it's just it shows different ways that he. Uh, just start off from there i forgot what i was saying last uh changes lava lamp lava okay lamp. i'll just go, I'll keep going from lava lamp so yeah. uh so lava lamp you know they're different in a sense because lava lamp's more chill yep. you it feels more emotional and them changes is very like funk very groovy very uh just like he, he's saying something in in that song you know yep. and you feel it um uh, but thundercat Please listen to Thundercat. This dude is just Amazing. a genius. Awesome producer too, man. Oh yeah, I mean, he was Pimp on. Butterfly, he I was mean, on Pimp to, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Like, uh, Mac Miller's album, recent album, Rest in Peace. Like he was, he's definitely made some songs. That if you listen to him, if you listen to his music first, and then you listen to um, certain songs on, I don't know what song he was on on Pimp a Butterfly, uh, but you will know just by his bass sound and his very experimental type feel. You, you will know that okay, yeah, that's that's Thundercat. Yeah, he was on uh, he these walls. Sound. Yeah, that which he, you you these walls and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Wesley's theory, which yeah, okay. yeah, both yeah. those songs that were on uh, to Pimp Butterfly. So definitely check out Thundercat. Check out Yellow Days and uh, what were you? Lucky your? Day and uh, James Prince, J Prince, J Prince. Prince. And so, so we'll put them down. Yeah, there. we'll put them in, in description. Yeah. Guys, link to it and uh, actually just kind of giving you guys something to look forward to we're actually going to be building playlists for yeah. you guys yeah we'll have a playlist ready to go here soon um with just just so much just different music yeah a little bit of my style of music a little bit of eric's style of music um and really giving our listeners and supporters an opportunity to where if they're trying to find new artists and they're getting kind of to a point where they're just like i don't know who else i can find we want to kind of be like those people that kind of help you know help you find some good new music that's out here because there's so much music out here, man. So many artists, and I can go all day just about just how the culture is it's expanding in a good way. Yeah. Um, and there's just so many artists that we I've yet to find, and I'm I'm ready to find them and put them out there so that we can give these people some credit. Yeah, and so uh, definitely be on the lookout for yeah. those playlists. Uh, we'll definitely do it where you know Jordan will has his playlist, and I'll have my playlist. Yeah. We'll make sure that. You know, we're not putting the same songs on the playlist, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll definitely give a different feel. So I feel like personally, my playlist might be more indie, more, uh, you know, different rock groups and stuff like that. And then Jordan, I'm sure we'll have a lot of the R&B. Jazz. I and, have some hip hop in there too. Yeah. yeah. And so definitely we'll be on, give you guys two different spectrums of music to listen to. And I'm yeah. just excited to give people some new jams. Bro, I'm excited. Jams, man, new artists. And it's just, I'm excited just to be able to just to find something new, you know. Mm-hmm. I want, I, I'm not trying to say do this, but I just want you to get to the point where you don't have to de- depend on the radio to be your music provider. Curator, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I want you to be able to 
have have a playlist like ours or whatever that yeah. you can just listen to. Expand your palette. Expand it because man, once you hear these music and hear that real sound and real lyrics, you're gonna be like, yo, this is what I need instead of that. Mm-hmm. Twenty one, twenty one. But you know, I like twenty one, and I'm you know, shout out to twenty one still. So it's kind of too soon, but. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm saying. So, so, you know, thanks for listening in, guys. Episode yep. number five. Number five. Uh, chopping it up, man. Chopping it up. Back at it again next week. Y'all already know. Next Friday, we can be back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Chopping it up. Yeah.